Today on Commuter Bible, the vision of the temple continues as the glory of God appears and brings Ezekiel to his knees. It's Ezekiel chapters 42 through 44 and Psalms 140 through 141. This is Commuter Bible, the audio Bible podcast to match your weekly schedule. I'm your host, John Ross. To put today's passage in context, it's important to spend a moment considering when this vision occurred and what had happened up to this point. Remember that God had declared through Ezekiel that his glory had left the temple. Jerusalem would be made a desolation and the people exiled from the land. The temple had become defiled and desecrated by Israel's idols, so the Lord sent the Chaldeans to demolish it. Twenty-five years later, Ezekiel sees a vision that would have brought renewed hope and joy, a new temple with revived worship practices, and most important of all, the promise of God's glory and favor returns. Ezekiel, chapters 42 through 44. Then the man led me out by way of the north gate into the outer court. He brought me to the group of chambers opposite the temple yard and opposite the building to the north. Along the length of the chambers, which was 175 feet, there was an entrance on the north. The width was 87 and a half feet. Opposite the 35-foot space belonging to the inner court and opposite the paved surface belonging to the outer court, the structure rose, gallery by gallery, in three tiers. In front of the chambers was a walkway toward the inside, seventeen and a half feet and one hundred seventy-five feet long, and their entrances were on the north. The upper chambers were narrower because the galleries took away more space from them than from the lower and middle stories of the building, for they were arranged in three stories and had no pillars like the pillars of the courts. Therefore, the upper chambers were set back from the ground more than the lower and middle stories. A wall on the outside ran in front of the chambers, parallel to them, toward the outer court. It was eighty-seven and a half feet long. For the chambers on the outer court were eighty-seven and a half feet long, while those facing the great hall were one hundred seventy-five feet long. At the base of these chambers there was an entryway on the east side, as one enters them from the outer court. In the thickness of the wall of the court toward the south, there were chambers facing the temple yard and the western building, with a passageway in front of them, just like the chambers that faced north. Their length and width, as well as all their exits, measurements, and entrances, were identical. The entrance at the beginning of the passageway, the way in front of the corresponding wall as one enters on the east side, was similar to the entrances of the chambers that were on the south side. Then the man said to me, The northern and southern chambers that face the courtyard are the holy chambers where the priests who approach the Lord will eat the most holy offerings. There they will deposit the most holy offerings, the grain offerings, sin offerings, and guilt offerings, for the place is holy. Once the priests have entered, they are not to go out from the holy area to the outer court until they have removed the clothes they minister in, for these are holy. They are to put on other clothes 
before they approach the public area. When he finished measuring inside the temple complex, he led me out by way of the gate that faced east and measured all around the complex. He measured the east side with a measuring rod. It was 875 feet by the measuring rod. He measured the north side. It was 875 feet by the measuring rod. He measured the south side. It was 875 feet by the measuring rod. Then he turned to the west side and measured 875 feet by the measuring rod. He measured the temple complex on all four sides. It had a wall all around it, 875 feet long and 875 feet wide, to separate the holy from the common. He led me to the gate, the one that faces east, and I saw the glory of the God of Israel coming from the east. His voice sounded like the roar of a huge torrent, and the earth shone with his glory. The vision I saw was like the one I had seen where he came to destroy the city, and like the ones I had seen by the Chabar Canal. I fell face down. The glory of the Lord entered the temple by way of the gate that faced east. Then the Spirit lifted me up and brought me to the inner court, and the glory of the Lord filled the temple. While the man was standing beside me, I heard someone speaking to me from the temple. He said to me, Son of man, this is the place of my throne and the place for the soles of my feet, where I will dwell among the Israelites forever. The house of Israel and their kings will no longer defile my holy name by their religious prostitution and by the corpses of their kings at their high places. Whenever they placed their threshold next to my threshold and their doorposts beside my doorposts with only a wall between me and them, they were defiling my holy name by the detestable acts they committed. So I destroyed them in my anger. Now, let them remove their prostitution and the corpses of their kings far from me and I will dwell among them forever. As for you, son of man, describe the temple to the house of Israel, so that they may be ashamed of their iniquities. Let them measure its pattern, and they will be ashamed of all that they have done. Reveal the design of the temple to them, its layout with its exits and entrances, its complete design along with all its statutes, design specifications, and laws. Write it down in their sight, so that they may observe its complete design and all its statutes, and may carry them out. This is the law of the temple. All its surrounding territory on top of the mountain will be especially holy. Yes, this is the law of the temple. These are the measurements of the altar in units of length, each unit being the standard length plus three inches. The gutter is 21 inches deep and 21 inches wide. 
with a rim of nine inches around its edge. This is the base of the altar. The distance from the gutter on the ground to the lower ledge is three and a half feet, and the width of the ledge is 21 inches. There are seven feet from the small ledge to the large ledge, whose width is also 21 inches. The altar hearth is seven feet high, and four horns project upward from the hearth. The hearth is square, 21 feet long by 21 feet wide. The ledge is 24 and a half feet long by 24 and a half feet wide, with four equal sides. The rim all around it is 10 and a half inches, and its gutter is 21 inches all around it. The altar's steps face east. Then he said to me, Son of man, this is what the Lord God says. These are the statutes for the altar on the day it is constructed, so that burnt offerings may be sacrificed on it and blood may be splattered on it. You are to give a bull from the herd as a sin offering to the Levitical priests who are from the offspring of Zadok, who approach me in order to serve me. This is the declaration of the Lord God. You are to take some of its blood and apply it to the four horns of the altar, the four corners of the ledge, and all around the rim. In this way, you will purify the altar and make atonement for it. Then you are to take away the bull for the sin offering, and it must be burned outside the sanctuary in the place appointed for the temple. On the second day, you are to present an unblemished male goat as a sin offering. They will purify the altar just as they did with the bull. When you have finished the purification, you are to present a young unblemished bull and an unblemished ram from the flock. You are to present them before the Lord. The priests will throw salt on them and sacrifice them as a burnt offering to the Lord. You will offer a goat for a sin offering each day for seven days. A young bull and a ram from the flock, both unblemished, are also to be offered. For seven days, the priests are to make atonement for the altar and cleanse it. In this way, they will consecrate it and complete the days of purification. Then on the eighth day and afterward, the priests will offer your burnt offerings and fellowship offerings on the altar, and I will accept you. This is the declaration of the Lord God.
The man then brought me back toward the sanctuary's outer gate that faced east, and it was closed. The Lord said to me, This gate will remain closed. It will not be opened, and no one will enter through it, because the Lord, the God of Israel, has entered through it. Therefore it will remain closed. The prince himself will sit in the gate to eat a meal before the Lord. He is to enter by way of the portico of the gate and go out the same way. Then the man brought me by way of the north gate to the front of the temple. I looked, and the glory of the Lord filled his temple, and I fell face down. The Lord said to me, Son of man, Pay attention. Look with your eyes and listen with your ears to everything I tell you about all the statutes and laws of the Lord's temple. Take careful note of the entrance of the temple along with all the exits of the sanctuary. Say to the rebellious house, the house of Israel, This is what the Lord God says. I have had enough of all your detestable practices, house of Israel. When you brought in foreigners, uncircumcised in both heart and flesh, to occupy my sanctuary, you defiled my temple while you offered my food, the fat and the blood. You broke my covenant by all your detestable practices, You have not kept charge of my holy things, but have appointed others to keep charge of my sanctuary for you. This is what the Lord God says. No foreigner, uncircumcised in heart and flesh, may enter my sanctuary, not even a foreigner who is among the Israelites. Surely the Levites who wandered away from me when Israel went astray and who strayed from me after their idols will bear the consequences of their iniquity. Yet they will occupy my sanctuary, serving as guards at the temple gates and ministering at the temple. They will slaughter the burnt offerings and offer sacrifices for the people and will stand before them to serve them. Because they ministered to the house of Israel before their idols and became a sinful stumbling block to them, therefore I swore an oath against them. This is the declaration of the Lord God. That they would bear the consequences of their iniquity. They must not approach me to serve me as priests or come near any of my holy things or the most holy things. They will bear their disgrace and the consequences of the detestable acts they committed. Yet, I will make them responsible for the duties of the temple, for all its work and everything done in it. But the Levitical priests descended from Zadok, who kept charge of my sanctuary when the Israelites went astray from me, will approach me to serve me. They will stand before me to offer me fat and blood. This is the declaration of the Lord God. They are the ones who may enter my sanctuary and approach my table to serve me. They will keep my mandate. 
when they enter the gates of the inner court, they are to wear linen garments. They must not have on them anything made of wool when they minister at the gates of the inner court and within it. They are to wear linen turbans on their heads and linen undergarments around their waists. They are not to put on anything that makes them sweat. Before they go out to the outer court to the people, they must take off the clothes they have been ministering in, leave them in the holy chambers, and dress in other clothes so that they do not transmit holiness to the people through their clothes. They may not shave their heads or let their hair grow long, but are to carefully trim their hair. No priest may drink wine before he enters the inner court. He is not to marry a widow or a divorced woman, but may marry only a virgin from the offspring of the house of Israel, or a widow who is the widow of a priest. They are to teach my people the differences between the holy and the common, and explain to them the difference between the clean and the unclean. In a dispute, they will officiate as judges and decide the case according to my ordinances. They are to observe my laws and statutes regarding all my appointed festivals and keep my Sabbaths holy. A priest may not come near a dead person so that he becomes defiled. However, he may defile himself for a father, a mother, a son, a daughter, a brother, or an unmarried sister. After he is cleansed, he is to count off seven days for himself. On the day he goes into the sanctuary, into the inner court, to minister in the sanctuary, he is to present his sin offering. This is the declaration of the Lord God. This will be their inheritance. I am their inheritance. You are to give them no possession in Israel. I am their possession. They will eat the grain offering, the sin offering, and the guilt offering. Everything in Israel that is permanently dedicated to the Lord will belong to them. The best of all the first fruits of every kind and contribution of every kind from all your gifts will belong to the priests. You are to give your first batch of dough to the priest so that a blessing may rest on your homes. The priests may not eat any bird or animal that died naturally or was mauled by wild beasts. Psalm 140 Rescue me, Lord, from evil men. Keep me safe from violent men who plan evil in their hearts. They stir up wars all day long. They make their tongues as sharp as a snake's bite. Viper's venom is under their lips. Protect me, Lord, from the power of the wicked. Keep me safe from violent men who plan to make me stumble. The proud hide a trap with ropes for me 
They spread a net along the path and set snares for me. I say to the Lord, You are my God. Listen, Lord, to my cry for help. Lord, my Lord, my strong Savior, you shield my head on the day of battle. Lord, do not grant the desires of the wicked. Do not let them achieve their goals. Otherwise, they will become proud. When those who surround me rise up, may the trouble their lips cause overwhelm them. Let hot coals fall on them. Let them be thrown into the fire, into the abyss, never again to rise. Do not let a slanderer stay in the land. Let evil relentlessly hunt down a violent man. I know that the Lord upholds the just cause of the poor, justice for the needy. Surely the righteous will praise your name. The upright will live in your presence. Psalm 141 Lord, I call on you. Hurry to help me. Listen to my voice when I call on you. May my prayer be set before you as incense, the raising of my hands as the evening offering. Lord, set up a guard for my mouth. Keep watch at the door of my lips. Do not let my heart turn to any evil thing or perform wicked acts with men who commit sin. Do not let me feast on their delicacies. Let the righteous one strike me. It is an act of faithful love. Let him rebuke me. It is oil for my head. Let me not refuse it. Even now my prayer is against the evil acts of the wicked. When their rulers will be thrown off the sides of a cliff, the people will listen to my words, for they are pleasing. As when one plows and breaks up the soil, turning up rocks, so our bones have been scattered at the mouth of Sheol. But my eyes look to you, Lord, my Lord. I seek refuge in you. Do not let me die. Protect me from the trap they have set for me and from the snares of evildoers. Let the wicked fall into their own nets while I pass by safely. Thanks to the generosity of our Patreon patrons, we should have a new website before our next season begins. Whether it's one month, one year, or beyond, your giving is appreciated and helps the podcast to thrive, and Lord willing, to multiply. I'm planning three separate Commuter Bible podcasts for 2021. You'll hear more about that soon, but if you're interested in helping us to pay the podcast bills, we have different levels of giving, each has different perks. You can find out more at patreon.com slash commuterbible. Today's episode was narrated and orchestrated by me, John Ross, and co-produced by Bobby Brown, Eric Williamson, and the Christian Standard Bible. Thanks for listening, and remember, happy is the one whose delight is in the Lord's instruction, and he meditates on it day and night. Music